Welcome back to the Twisted Belts podcast. Uh, due to some technical difficulties, we're not going to have any video on this uh, podcast if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, but with us, we have, uh, we're doing our Christmas special today, and with us we have uh, Kevin Marksberry and his buddy Jonathan. Uh, hi, guys. Hey, what's hey, up? Going? It's going good, guys. Just getting yeah, ready for I, Christmas. I, 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 Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you, too. I, I, I blame the Oklahoma wind here, even though we're on fiber. Uh, I'm not sure why the wind – I mean, it's, it's really windy here. I'm not sure why it's knocking out the internet, but somehow it is. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> we'll get through it. It's all good. So, all right. So, uh, what little bit we tried before I started this, I was seeing the 4200 in the background. Um, is that the yes. engine dyno? Uh, that is not on the engine dyno, but the engine dyno is just behind the 4200. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to a machine shop, one of the trade schools here, and I got some uh, drums that I machined up and I knurled up. So I got to bring those back here. But the plan is to go ahead and get those uh, mounted on the dyno to do some kind of uh, small carts, motorcycle, stuff like that. Okay. And then, uh, I need to go ahead and get the steel so I can build the, the platform for the engine to sit on. But it is set up to also uh, go ahead and take engines. Awesome. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be the one you're going to be testing the drop bear unit whenever it shows up. Yes, yes. And it was supposed to show up yesterday from tracking. But uh, yeah. I, I, I checked it today and it said it was out for delivery but I, I doubt I'm going to get it tonight. Um, okay. So probably tomorrow. If you hear any kind of vibrating metal in the background, I'm in the shop. So like I said, <laughs> okay. it's pretty windy here. I don't know if you heard that. It's not no, a I didn't. Nope. The mic's not picking it up. Okay. So we well, should be good. But <laughs> yeah, with the way USPS has been, you know, who knows when that, that package is going to show up, but I'm excited to get it in your hands and get started on that 4200. See how it works. Same, same. I, I watched your, your, your last podcast and I was surprised at how tiny it was. Yeah. Uh, it, the, on the other videos, it looked way more massive than, than what it actually is. I'm excited yeah. To see turbo LS. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to put that thing on everything. I'm going to, I'm going to run it through, <laughs> through the faces. That's awesome. That's what I like to hear. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm probably gonna end up making an engine run stand for mine, so I can I can run engines before I toss them in cars. Just to. Well, we got one, but the 4200 is kind of sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. a good test mule. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was thumbing through Facebook one day, and uh, uh, this kid had the torn down 53 in his backyard, sitting underneath a tarp, just rained on and everything. And I, I picked up 50 bucks just for spare parts and rods and stuff. And I saw that, that stand and I was like, how much for that? And he's like 20 bucks. So I went ahead and picked that up and it's, it's some heavy. I mean, it's, uh, I want to say three eighths thick, four inch square tubing. So it's, it's definitely beefy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely say so. You said three eighths thick, four inch square yeah. tube. I'm, yeah, I'm that's right plenty now. heavy enough. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd say it's probably quarter inch thick. I don't know. I'm looking oh my it. word! I don't know. It, it's that's... thick. I can tell you that much. It was heavy. I, it, uh, I barely got it in the back of the <clears throat> truck by myself. I can imagine that, but that'd make a nice heavy duty run stand for whatever you, I mean, whatever you guys end up doing with it. Yeah, getting it working on the dyno. So, what are you guys' Christmas plans? You can go first, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> wife, kiddos, and go visit the in-laws. There we go. Kevin? Yeah. Well, my kids are going to my exes, and they're going to spend Christmas morning over there, and I'm picking them up probably about 9 o'clock in the morning after they open the presents <laughs> over there. Okay, there we go. Bring, bring them back here. Yeah, we've got. I've got a smorgasbord of things going on Christmas Day, all over the, going all over the place, but... Visit with my uh, my in law side of the family. Then it'll probably be more build stuff. Maybe working on the S10. Yeah, I need to 
get off my my laziness train that I got going on and actually work out here in the shop and organize some more because I don't know if you saw from the from the video earlier, but it, it's it's a pretty big mess. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Control, I got controlled chaos. Yeah, I I like that. Yes, I I completely understand that because the I, I, my garage I, is the same way. I can tell you right now, though, if anybody needs a nut or bolt or anything in the shop, I know exactly where it's at. Even right. even with it strewn across the entire shop, I know exactly where everything's at. So yep, the moment I'm I the... recognize it is the moment I'm going to lose my stuff. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. The exact same way. The garage looks like a disaster, but I do know where everything's at. <laughs> so uh, what possessed you to stick to the dealership life, if you don't mind me asking? Or go back to it? Yeah, or go back to it. <laughs> uh, I have a really sick, sadistic uh, thing for punishment. And right. <laughs> and work, working for Ford's, yeah, it, it, good enough. It was, you know, I will give it to Ford. Uh, I, personally, I've never worked in a Ford dealership, but I got a good buddy of mine that does. And, you know, uh, working in an independent, you know, some of Ford's trouble trees are pretty, honestly, some of the simplest trouble trees out there. You know, if you have this code, replace this module, end of trouble yeah. tree. I can, yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, it, it, I would say it's changed a little bit since, I don't know when the last time he's done any newer Fords, but... Yeah, the Ford. I mean, the Ford Diag is is decent, or at least it used to be. Just until like the past twenty twenty, just seems with the twenty twenty Mali year stuff, just seems like everything just hit the fan. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty much with every make and model, really. But <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, no, I and I I got out because of uh, flat rate times getting cut, and I don't know why I'm getting back into this, but I'm going back for the money, so. Man, they must have hit you with a with a fat rate because they're <laughs> honestly, man, there's not enough money on this planet to make me go back. I'd yeah, burgers. Yeah, I can't. I can't say because I'm I'm sure I've got coworkers listening to this. Oh but. no, no, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that it's got to be pretty good for you to go back for more punishment. Yeah, it's it's good enough that I'm definitely going back. So I'll be. Load my toolbox up for its trip back. It's, it'll be like a 50 mile trip on Monday. Uh, so, but did, did you end up uh, the the independent that you were working at? Did you end up uh, closer to where you lived, or further away, or a lot closer? So uh, okay. the dealership, yeah, I'm going farther. <laughs> I worked for the dealer for two years, so I mean, I did the trip for two years, but it's 40 miles one way, 80 miles a day. Um, the independent i'm working at currently for the rest of this week um is roughly 20 miles round trip so 10 miles there 10 miles back okay well that's a lot of gas savings depending on what you drive but i i drive a 2012 ford fiesta that's a manual it gets 37 miles to the gallon <laughs> man i <laughs> originally i'm driving a cam silverado and it, it gets about five gallons to the mile so <laughs> yeah yeah i specifically bought that car right before i started working at uh the deal the ford dealership i'm going back to about two years ago because of the trip so <laughs> i just had a for a living why is it that all the good mechanics got decent beards i because we're good looking i guess i'm not sure i'm gonna go with that <laughs> yeah you still got patches, so I mean, you ain't you ain't. I fully, don't have patches. You ain't man, you ain't fully <laughs> certified, I guess. But. I actually am. <laughs> oh my word! So that's a question. With GM, is ASC certifications actually a thing? Uh, no. Yes and no. Uh, it gets your foot in the door. Okay. Uh, at least at the dealership I worked at, but they want you know, like Ford has their own certifications. GM yep. has their own. Okay. I just, I like, I've worked at a Toyota dealer for, I did like a year stint at a Toyota dealer and they, they would take ASCs. I mean, like you could, if you had your ASCs, that was exactly like the, you wouldn't have to go after with GM at Ford, you'd have to redo all your Ford or GM training because they didn't take the ASCs. Toyota would take the ASCs and you were certified at that point. Well, I only worked at the dealership for like eight months, something like that. It wasn't a long stint because, uh. I had some uh, family issues, ended up having to move back to Tennessee. That's why I went to go work for the dealership. And at okay. that time, I only had uh, five, four or five ASCs at the time. I can't remember exactly. 
but uh, basically they got my foot through the door and the uh, lead tech there said, you know, yeah, they look really good on paper, but GM wants their certifications for stuff. That's exactly the way the Ford, it, Ford stuff is. It's like, oh, you have ASCs. Well, thanks for the toilet paper. Now go after your Ford certs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, I guess my next question is, do you guys at the Ford dealership, you get paid for Diags? Yes, if you flag it correctly and do a good write-up. So for like warranty stuff, um, you gotta know, you gotta know labor, the Ford labor ops, and you gotta know how to, you know, how to write it up and how to flag it. So, um, for instance, going off the top of my head and I'm going to start rattling off labor ops cause I did it for so many years. That's, this is like Ford dealership number three for me. Um, for instance, say you have like a 2020 escape coming with a check engine light. Uh, code pulls two tenths, and then after that, you're going straight into Ford's pinpoint test. Ford's pinpoint test will pay you actual time if you do it correctly. Oh wow! So, um, if you if you go through all the steps and flag it correctly with the right write up and what you what each step led for a result, yeah, Ford will pay you actual time for the or flag time for the um, diagnostic pinpoint test, and They'll also pay you for like test drives and some other odds and ends. So their oh, diag's yeah. actually pretty good. Or they, you need to go to the Ford dealership, Jonathan. <laughs> Again, you gotta know how to flag it. There, I I've worked with a pile of technicians that didn't know how to flag ops, and they were like, "I don't understand why I'm only getting two tenths for a diag." It's like you don't know how to write it up, and you don't know how to flag it. You know, in hindsight, that might have been my biggest deal because in the eight months that I worked there, I don't think I flagged a single tenth for any diag I did. Yeah, but my dealership, they just kind of threw me in the deep end and was like, all right, figure it out. <laughs> out the car, I had a problem with their, you know, notating what was wrong, following yep. their steps on how to do it. Because I went from an independent where, you know, you have an inspection sheet. They give you a work order. This is what's wrong. You hand yep. out an inspection sheet and they do the rest. So, mm-hmm. so are you like at a dealership for both of y'all? Is that like you kind of got to be your own service writer too? There's not really like a... I didn't have to talk to any customers. Everything was done on. I got a. Well, I'm GM saying laptop. like a service writer, like you basically what? Yeah, I had to what, write up the car. Write a service parts. manager used to do. Yeah, I. Like the the dealer I'm going back to. Yes, they have, I think four service writers. So like I report to like the the customer goes to the service writer, you know, explains what's going on with their car. Their service writer writes up the RO with the complaint. Hands the RO out to the technician. Technician takes it, goes from there. Um, we write on the RO, which ours were digital copies, so we'd write on the digital copy of the RO on the computer what was wrong with the car, any kind of recommendations, stuff like that, uh, multi-point inspections. Um, and then we would hand the digital copy or the physical copy back to the service writer, and they would talk to the customer and kind of go from there. But the tech was still had to do the write-up of like what they found wrong. And I was one of the very few techs that did my own uh, labor ops and everything for Ford Warranty because I wanted to make sure I was actually getting paid for what I was doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I can't blame you there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really don't want to go to work for free, so. Exactly. Yeah, and well, that well, was... some of the crazy stuff you've, you've seen there at the dealership? Oh dear Lord! If we're gonna be here all night, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's probably seen this. I, I, you probably haven't. I'm guessing because we're not friends on Facebook. Um, Kevin, you remember the cup holder, uh, explorer that I posted cup on hold- Facebook? So uh, we probably not. I, okay. I, I can't remember. So what I from this is the so. this is probably the craziest one I had in 2020. So, cause I worked there, I worked at this Ford dealership for two years, almost to the month. And then I took like a two month stint off at this independent dealer and, or independent shop. And now I'm going back to the dealer just to give you a little bit of hindsight, um, or background, I guess. Anyway, craziest one, 2019 Ford Explorer. All right. Comes in customer complaint there. The cup holders in these things, as well as like the footwell lighting and whatnot, they have, uh, ambient led lighting that can change colors okay the ambient lighting did not work in the cup holder so like it would work underneath the foot wells it'd work under you know uh in the door like door handle locations on the doors but it would not work in the cup holder 
Let, let, let me let me throw a shot in the dark here. Did he have a big gulp in the cup holder? And could no. Okay. No. <laughs> I actually I did verify this concern, and mind you, this was warranty. Just to give you some preference, so. I uh, get the vehicle in, start doing Diag, find out that there is a short on the LIN network that the LED modules, they're their own specific module. So like each LED is its own module. They get a power ground oh, and a LIN and a LIN network. Yes, and a LIN network communication. So the LIN network going to the cup holder LED module was down. It was shorted the ground. So I do some more diag into it and find out this LIN network is shorted to ground in the dash harness. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Ford, yeah. So to fix this guy's cup holder light, I had to rip the dash out, rip it down all the way down to the metal frame, replace the wiring harness, put it all back together to fix for this cup holder cup, light. For a cup holder light. That yep. Is... It was over 20 hours in labor. For a cup holder light. <laughs> yep. No, I, I don't remember seeing that. If I would have saw that, I probably would have remembered, hopefully. Yeah. No, I, I, I've done some stupid stuff. It, a lot of it was mainly around electrical because that's kind of my forte. But, wow. but yeah, that was, I would say that was the craziest one of this year was 20 some hours of labor and complete, like, you could see the bare metal firewall inside this car. Doors were off. I mean, both the drivers and passenger doors had to get removed to get the dash out of the car. It was a nightmare to fix the guy's cup holder light. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, besides, besides for that, it's a pile. Of, like, I did a pile of the... I did most of the 1.5 liter short block replacements. Yeah, I remember seeing a lot of those. That and then I remember seeing quite a few stacks of clutches. Yes. Those and focus clutches were kind of my thing. So... Mm -hmm. I, I could I, I'm not gonna say how fast I could defocus clutches, but we'll say I was I was doing okay with those. Well, I mean I've seen the piles, so I assume if you can make a pile of clutches, you can build yeah. pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could definitely get them knocked out pretty easily. And then um, the one fives were my were the clutches used to be my favorite. Now the one fives are kind of got have gotten or taken over that spot because I've had them come in like. Oh, you're in with 2,000 miles on the car, and your check engine light's on. It's running rough and smoking out the exhaust. Let me just replace the engine while I change the oil for you. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I've, d I've probably done that to over 30 of them. Man. I I've done, I would say, over 50, eh, probably, probably over 60 1.5 short block replacements. <laughs> is, and is, a that what, is that in your white score? It is. I'm not feeling too great about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh what okay do you tell oh uh <clears throat> bought my wife uh 2018 escape and i'm sorry i mean yeah <laughs> you <laughs> know what you she, she picked it out she loves it it's you know good for her and the kids i'll stick to my silverado <laughs> yeah I mean, we really haven't had any problems with it i mean i so really honestly don't have any complaints so 2018 um one five one six it's the one five EcoBoost. Okay, it's got the one five of the six F thirty five transmission behind it. So, the the engines love to eat short blocks, and then the transmissions love to go through front pumps and the um, the valve body and forward clutches. You can't see this, but I'm patting him on the back right now. It's so okay. Cool. You know what? It, it, that's her car. That's her monkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, when it breaks, I'll fix it. It's it's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much yep. how it goes. No, when, when she needs tires, you gotta put tires on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my kids roll around in it. So well, yeah, well, yeah, true, true. Yep. So, you see, my my ex can't even drive, so she's refused to get a driver's license. So I don't gotta worry about fixing her car because there's not one to fix. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Sorry, go on. No, you go ahead, brother. I was going to say, like, with me and my wife, I put her in a 2018 RAV4 because I did a year stint at Toyota. And I know how well those things are, and I didn't want to have to work on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would prefer to get her a Toyota of some kind, but Lord, are they proud of those. They are. They're expensive. Just a little bit out of the price range I was willing to pay at the time, so. Yep. Yep, it's so one of those things I always. At the dealership, Donald. Uh Probably 
I got two crazy stories. Uh, one of them, uh, so I worked at the dealership back in the mid to mid 2017, mid like over a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, so it was like a 17 or 18 year model uh, Duramax 2500. Um, had 4500 on the clock, so you know, virgin diesel basically. And this thing was just eating coolant. I'm talking a gallon of coolant a mile, just about. It oh was my word! Hot. And you pressure test it. You know, no external leaks. You pressure test it. You know, it held pressure. Uh, you know, but it was consuming coolant. So, you know, we're looking at it. We're we at that dealership. Actually, you're probably getting anywhere. They've got this. Uh, it's basically like snow in a can, kind of looking okay. stuff. Like you're talking about, uh, but uh, you spray it and. If you have any like pinhole leaks or anything like that, you know, it'll kind of evaporate and move out of the way. So you can kind of pinpoint, you know, like maybe, you know, it was kind of like. Like an oil and water type thing. It kind of like move out of the way so you can see it. Well, or you know, like when a tea kettle boils, yeah. with the steam going. Yeah. Kind of the same thing with cooling. If you got a small yeah, leak, yeah. you kind of do that. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's yep. like a foam. So if you, if it leaks, okay. No, no. Yeah. Well, I spray this engine down and it looks like a winter wonderland. I still can't find it. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. So I, you know, I talked to my uh, service manager and I'm like, I kind of want to pull the heads and see if, you know, maybe, you know, it's eating the coolant because the new, all the new diesels, they got all that def system, all that other stuff. So you can't really just look at the tailpipe and see if it's dumping coolant because yeah. it gets, you know, filtered out. So I get approval for it and uh cylinder four, the wall is, has got a split all the way down. Oh, 500 mile motor. Oh man. So oh, that's awesome. Miles, I got a brand new Duramax in that thing. That but is you, awesome. You tested it and it held pressure. It, it held it, pressure. It, yeah, it really huh. did. And I was, I was shocked. You think, you think maybe it was, was sucking in the coolant and then pushing exhaust gases right back in to hold pressure. I, mean, I, I don't know. It was, it was definitely a weird one. And then the only other weird, really weird one I had was, uh, and this one, this one's probably my all-time favorite. Uh, it was a, a 2016 Z28. Guy had every bit of fifteen thousand dollars in mods to it, aftermarket heads, aftermarket, you know, it had a pro charger on it, intake, you know, the whole works. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, he's complaining of a clunk on turns, you know. So I get in it, I go for a test drive and how he could hear anything over the exhaust he had on it was beyond me. <laughs> so I go and drive the car and uh, take a turn pretty, pretty good. And I hear a loud clunk. And uh, so it's coming from the rear. So I pop the trunk and uh, there's a uh, large um, pleasuring device. Oh, true. <laughs> in the back of this Camaro flopping around the trunk and uh, just yeah just uh, just rolling around back there and uh, so I was nice enough I went and got a parts bag and some love parts bag for him and, you know uh, told him you know test drive the vehicle and let me know if the noise is gone or not because after I removed it I couldn't hear it anymore so I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll have that to see if I can't great. find it on my old phone, but I've got a picture of a, a large adult device stuck on my toolbox. Cause, uh, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you called me on that one. Yeah. Oh right. my yeah. word. I never saw the guy again for the last four months I was there. So either I fixed it and that was the problem. He was, he was too, so embarrassed, too, too to, come embarrassed back. to come back for an old change. Uh, <laughs> word. So, I, I really wanted to ask the guy if it was his or his wife's. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's Word. a story behind that. Well, only only manly men drive Chevrolets, so. Uh, I don't know which one's worse, if it's his or his wife. I don't know which one's worse. I mean, that it was impressive. Bad. Oh, oh, my word. I, I, I've seen, like, people come in complaining about this kind of, like, the same noise, and it's a bowling ball in the back of their SUV. But, yeah. but had, my word. I've had bomb oil that suntan oil in the in the glove box oh before, but that that one was just sliding in the glove box and making a noise the the bomb oil yeah yeah oh god yeah oh, but hey you know i love getting that sort of stuff in the independent shop that i'm at because that's that's easy money yeah yeah 
They they pay for a diet. Char- you, char- yeah, charge them their stupid tax and move on with your life. Yep. Yes, sir. All <laughs> yep. now 120 an hour at a time. Oh, uh, it's 135 now. Oh well. Oh wow. That's quite a bit more than when I worked there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it keeps going up. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. So our our markup is criminal, honestly. Well, yeah. Is that a, is that that the Chevy dealer or is that independent? That's an independent. I no longer. Oh, I uh, I had enough. My with the, uh, word. Not Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we, now we just figured out you just didn't know how to write up the write ups. You know, now I'm kind of <laughs> kicking myself. Like, I should learn how to do that. Yeah, I, again, I don't know how GM is with it, but Ford, if you know how to labor up and how to write it up, you can get paid your actual. I, if I would bare minimum get paid my actual time in Diag. If anything, I could now and then I could make a tenth here and there, but. That, I mean, the the saying that you know the pin makes you some money is is well and true definitely when you're doing warranty work. I mean that's all that's probably very true. I just like I said when I when I got hired on it was kind of a toss me in the deep end and, and there yep. you go because I went from working for independent since I was 18 and then going up there and you know just on a wing and a prayer I threw in an app and they were like yeah you know we'll we'll take you on. Yep. And then my first day there, they were like, this is your spot. Here's your tickets. Have at it. Yeah. So. Throw you off the deep end and see if you sink or swim. Yep. And I definitely I definitely failed it. If that was a test, I definitely failed it because I did not. <laughs> I mean, when I would get, I mean, uh, with Chevys, you know, a lot of the common things are uh, anybody that's listening, you got a Chevy, you know, anything with DOD, they drop lifters, they spin lifters, they wipe cams yep. out. So that was a common thing. Um the shark fins leak, uh, a lot of uh, Silverado's Escalades. Okay, they, I'm going to stop you quick. Shark fins? The, the antennas. The antenna. Okay, the okay, gotcha. Yeah, the Chevrolet little shark yep. fins. Like, the, like the, the satellite antenna or whatever. Yes. Up on the top of the roof. Okay, I gotcha. Yes, Sorry, man, first we, time I've heard it called it that, so. <laughs> really? Because that's all I've ever heard yeah, of no, I've, I've heard yeah. it for quite a few years. No, out out on the East Coast, it's just called the you know the roof antenna or the you know, the satellite antenna. Well, this is Oklahoma. even though it's we for got, the we got the southern slang for everything. Yeah, yep. Even though that's exactly what it is, it's just you know it's just a even for the FM radio, it's just an antenna. We we've always called it the satellite antenna for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> well, down here in the South, we're kind of special, so we don't pronounce it right. Mom <laughs> said I was special. Yeah. <laughs> I have family in Florida, so I can't really. I mean, half, half my family's in Florida, so I can't really say oh, that's anything. Still the East Coast, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're not wrong there. <laughs> but anyway, go so on. You guys have any street racing up there where you're at. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Do you guys do any street racing where you're at? You got uh, you got any 405 up there in Pennsylvania? It's not as racing. If if there is a scene, I haven't seen much of it. So, I mean, there, there, you know, there's your normal lineup besides someone and, you know, go, but it's not anything like, you know, anything like I've seen even, even just slightly west a little bit. You go out towards Ohio or whatnot, the scene gets a lot better. I but. just want to throw out there for anybody that's listening, that 405 streetcar, the, what was it, Street Outlaws? Okay. Not real. I know. I, I, I never really got into it. I just, I never... It has messed up a lot of stuff for us down here. Oh, yeah? Uh, anybody that watches that show, now they take a sauce out of their exhaust and they think they're the hottest thing on the planet. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got this new scene going on down here. It's called Swinging. And okay. It's where they jump into the middle of an intersection, and you can actually YouTube these videos, and they're just doing donuts in the middle of a live intersection. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we, we have I thirty five here, like the the main main highway that runs uh, north and south. Uh, you, you can just see like every five miles, you'll just see donut marks going north and south, and they'll just stop um, in the middle of the highway. It's straight oh in the middle Lord. of the highway. You just start doing donuts. Yeah, you don't see that around. At least in my area, you don't see a lot of that around here. But yeah no we I, I now mind you I'm in sloppy central pretty much I'm not quite sloppy central i'm I'm west of it a little bit but so the junkyard you know the junkyard builds going up and down the highway you see that all the time 
But and you never line up against something that looks ratty as all heck because you never know what's underneath the hood. No, yeah, you'll definitely get your feelings hurt. All, all the yeah. money went into the engine and nothing in the paint job. Exactly, and that like that's that that's very prevalent around where yeah. I'm at. That that's why I'm keeping both dented fenders on the Camaro. Please do. Yeah, and one of them's primed. So have you told him about the build for the Camaro? Uh, have I sent you Let's... pics of that? No, let's talk about that because I haven't heard a word about this thing. I didn't even know you had a Camaro. That that's the the engine that was behind me. The forty two hundred is going in the Camaro. Okay. So I've I've notched the I'm keeping the front sump oil pan. I notched it to clear the front K member. I moved the um, um I moved the steering rack forward some. Got rid of the front sway bar because you don't need that. Uh, we die like men around here. Yes. Oh, I think, okay, no, I think you talked to me about this build, but continue on. I think I know what's going on here. So, so I actually, the, uh, the Denali I had, the Yukon Denali, I went ahead and took the, uh, the 4065 and the, uh, the, um, uh, transfer case out of that. And it's, it's going in the Camaro. I went ahead and lined everything up. And with the, uh, front differential, awesome. okay. uh, on the four wheel drive, um trailblazers yep it directly in line with the front hubs of the chevrolet camaro oh that is awesome so so i i got a few pictures and it is like staring down the barrel of a gun it's it's that lined up um so all-wheel drive four two swap american pjz yeah yeah, I, I have. I currently have the a mock-up engine, a mock-up trans, and the uh, the, the transfer case in there. Okay. But it looks like I'm gonna have to notch some underneath the car and kind of weld that back together. But it, it's oh, that'll be fit. fine. It's gonna make fit. it fit. Yeah. The um, oh, that's gonna be awesome. I, I on on the Camaro on the fifth gen Camaro, you kind of got like a, a forward lower control arm and a rear lower control arm. Okay. So the forward one. I'm going to have to take those out and see if I can turn those upside down or, or do something with those uh, because they're kind of going to get in the way of the steering rack. Okay. But uh, it, it seems like it's pretty doable. Thankfully, like it, pretty much any swap I've done, no matter how ridiculous of it is, it, it seems to be like 85, 90% <laughs> bolt together. It's like I almost never have to fabricate anything, and that's the thing that I want to do the most. Like I, went, I went out and bought welders. I got all this equipment out here, and I got nothing to uh, fabricate because everything's bolting together. Oh, my word. Like the uh, the LS swap. This I got the engine that was in that Yukon Denali, the 6.0, uh, is actually in my Dodge Ram right now, bolted up to the stock 3.7 V6 Dodge motor mounts. Okay. Yeah, that's no joke. You notch the corners, and an LS will bolt directly into place with plenty oh of room. Word. Oh, and, my word. Yeah, and the, a 4L60 uh, is what I put behind it, and I can pretty much stack three dead bodies on top of the trans before it hits the bottom of the cab. <laughs> so I, I can, like, crawl up underneath there and lay and just you know, bask in the warmness of the transmission. Yeah. With Cook some burgers on it. There. Yeah. Even That's even the, the transmission uh, cross brace on the Ram was exactly where it needed to be for the Chevrolet transmission mount. All I just had to do was drill three new holes and it bolted right in. Oh, that's crazy! So, it was very very little fabrication to get that to pretty much fall into place. Yeah, and that, that that's even what I'm going to school for. Like, because I'm going for for machining and CNC machining. It's a two year program. Okay. So I can learn more fabrication, and it's just like. I don't really get to fabricate anything, even though that's what I'm trying to learn. But <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find something on that Camaro. Definitely once you start yeah. figuring out the front end to get the front axles and everything to fit. Yeah, I know, I know for a fact I'm going to have to to kind of get the axles built by somebody. I don't know enough about interchanging CVs with this and that. And I know a lot of the stuff's possible. Uh, I just don't know enough of it myself to be able to uh, kind of piece that together. Okay. Did those Camaros ever come front or like all-wheel drive at all? No, no. But the front, the front hubs are splined. Yes. So it's kind of like the, I've got photos of a, uh, back before I left Ford, the Ford dealer I was at, uh, 2020 GT 500. I, Ford looks, it looks like to me like they're getting ready to party with an all-wheel drive system on one of those cars. Okay, didn't they just 
I, I, I saw the, the Hoonicorn episode, the new one where the Hoonicorn versus the world. Yeah. And they raped the new GT. Or is it a Ford GT? That was a that, that's a Ford GT. This is a okay, mu- yeah, yeah, like I'm a Mustang. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm yeah, sorry. That, that's, that's the Ford GT. This was, this like, was a... They had the eco boost in that. I didn't know if they were... I kind of wonder if maybe they don't do like all-wheel drive versions of these cars overseas. It very well could be, because I tell you, I mean, the, the one that was, it was a Mustang GT500 Shelby. Uh, yeah, it was a Shelby GT500. And, you know, the it supercharged five or six liter or something. I can't remember. It's been a while. But that whole front end of that car looked like it was getting ready to go all-wheel drive. I mean, the wheel bearings are splined. The spindles themselves had more than enough room to fit an axle in there. So... I'm wondering yeah, I'm if I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth though. So if the, yeah. if the engineers want to throw that to me to make my life easier, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm, and I'm, as, as Jonathan said, I'm wondering if they didn't do that for like overseas vehicles, like maybe Camaro is sold underneath a different name overseas. If yeah. they're all wheel drive or not. I, I'm not, a, they're big on all wheel drive vehicles over there. I, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, the the front hubs might be interchangeable with the rears. Okay. I, I didn't look up the part number, but I wonder if they just did that to, that to save too. on manufacturing. Save manufacturing too. too. But you said there's a there's a big enough hole in that spindle to fit an axle in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's perfect. Like it's blind and everything, ready to, ready to go. Yeah, that's. They had to have something. At least I would imagine they would have to have something thought of, or maybe that's a same. That could be the same spindle as another vehicle as well, and they were saving money. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Because the GTOs had the same front suspension setup as your Camaro. Wow. So, speaking of that, I need to find some, some. What was it? The GTO spares or the CTSV CTS spares? spares? And I need to get some some poor man's skinnies on the front of that thing. Okay. And, and, until it goes until it goes all wheel drive. But. Yeah. That's still that car is gonna be crazy. I'm assuming you're gonna be running a drop bear on that. Yeah, that absolutely. That, 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 that's what I got that one for. Is I'm doing all the the engine dyno tests. I'm gonna run it on a few different engines, and its its final home is gonna be the Camaro. Awesome! That is gonna be kick ass once you're done with that thing. I'm, I'm trying to get trying to get you and uh, is his name Josh? Yep, Josh Stewart. I'm I'm trying to get y'all as as much information as I possibly can. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't look this one up backwards like. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in my defense, because I'm I'm a big elect. I mean, not want to say like circuit board electronics i know a little bit but uh i was an electrician in the navy so i know my way around wiring crap up mm-hmm. i just get lazy with it a lot and we got that from the navy so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so when it came to the power cables i just had some jumper cable uh clamps and okay. one of them was a completely black handle and one of them was a half black handle so I couldn't remember if the half black handle was supposed to be the positive or not, and I just hooked something up, and I guess I fried the other one. But yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but I still got it. I can send it back to you. You can, you can it's, have those little It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't need it back. Keep it there. Throw it on the wall. Yeah, my wall of shame. This <laughs> Camaro, you are you willing to make a wager? What's the wager? Oh gosh. Do you think you're going to get kicked off the track first down, first time down? Uh, probably not. No, actually, because I I still got to put a cage in the dang thing, and and it with me well, cutting the floor out. I mean, and that's a question. What are you shooting for? I'm shooting to have fun. I ain't shooting for okay. our gold number. I'm not shooting for. I mean, I would love to get in the Calvin's range. Okay. It says six cylinders, six hundred horsepower on the windshield. So he's got a he's got a goal. Well, at, at least yeah. six hundred. Uh, I mean, it, I'll, I'll make a blow up. I got what, like three of these four twos sitting here in the shop, uh, um, all sorts of parts just yes. laying around. So if I pop one, it's going to be nothing to swap another one in. Gotcha. So, I mean, I'll, I'll boost it to high heaven and spray it to <laughs> high heaven and see, see what the limit of those exhaust ports can actually be. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, that's going to be awesome. Four two following out there. No, there really, there really isn't. There's, there's. I mean, there's. And there's, there's underrated. But I tell you what, they're a die. The little bit of following they have, they are diehard fans. Well, My I mean, word. I see these, these trailblazers with these four two, I see them coming all the time with four hundred plus thousand miles, and they're not yep. a leak on them. They run like a top. I think their yep. biggest issue is is kind of the the was it the main bearing spinning because the priority main oiling that they got 
it gave more to the valve train than it did some of the rear main bearings, if I remember correctly. Okay. So there's a mod you could do and actually just kind of steal the front oil port off the uh, oil filter and run it to the back just to get uh, get a little bit more oil in back there. Main. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that's a pretty common thing on those, but that, that and they uh, there's like three different versions of those. There's like the was it the pre two thousand? It's bad because I just watched. I literally just watched Calvin's video on this. I don't remember. There's, I know there's I three different versions. I just keep thumbing over it. <laughs> yeah, I need to oh. sit down and watch it. I, I tell makes, you what, he makes some great videos. Yes, he does, and that that's a very in-depth video of what's different between all three. Apparently, there's like there's balancer differences, and like the yeah. the rocker cover is different. Coil yeah, packs are different. The, yeah, and the, the cylinder you can't swap valve covers from one cylinder head to the other one, even though they exactly. look pretty similar. And, yeah, I, I, I literally watched that video like a week ago. I st it's been so long, I don't remember what's going on. I have too much stuff going on currently. I'm excited for it because you just you don't see – I mean, you see every sort of LS swap in the world. You even see some Ford swaps in these Camaros. But I don't think for the life of me I've, I've seen one. Uh, I haven't seen one. No, no. I think it's no going to hurt no a lot that, of feelings. Yeah. I think yeah. if you, you dialed in, even if you're only pushing 600, 500 – well, I remember was it, some feelings. was it back in the day up in my up in my Maryland days when I was still in the Navy. I I mean I had it on the dyno and it was around five hundred and was it five ten, five fifty in that range. Isn't consistently. it crazy that back then that was a lot of power? Yeah, I mean that, yeah. that scared me back then. That really did. And now you And can... I mean it was it was gutted as well, so it was lighter than the boat that they come off the assembly line at like <laughs> ten million pounds. But yeah. So, so, but, but that, that 500 to 550 horsepower, and that really did scare me you back in the day. You just showed it on Facebook recently, the dyno days, it had the sheet yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to, oh man, back in the day, I got a story for you. I was, uh, I was at Great Lakes, Illinois, and this was um, right out of boot camp, and okay. uh, uh, my buddy had a shop, and it was a Honda shop up there around Chicago area. And he had a dyno drag day. And you don't hear about these because they're the stupidest thing in the world. You, you strap your car to it and you drag race on the dyno. And oh, basically geez. waved his hand and you just shifted through the gears until he waved his hand again. And he had to stop watch and did all that stuff. Well, I ended up winning that because me and my buddy, I showed up in my fifth gen cammed and nitrous and, and some other stuff and and he showed up in his f body that was canned and full exhaust and i don't remember if he had nitrous on it at that time but and then everybody else was hondas so okay. we showed up to this thing he ended up getting strapped to the dyno before me and uh there's a video up on my youtube that uh he ended up breaking a strap while he shifted full throttle on the oh dyno. my word and and the and the the number one rule which was kind of drilled into our brains before they started anything is if anything goes wrong, don't hit the brakes. Let the let the dyno break itself. Don't hit your uh -huh. brakes because it's going to eat right through your tires. Well, he broke the strap, lurched kind of halfway off the dyno, and he locked the brakes up, and it ate right through that tire. And you just hear the most horrifying screeching noise you can think <laughs> of. The, the shop immediately fills with smoke in like half a second. Oh, jeez. Oh, let me get this straight. That was Jared, by the way. Yeah, I know. So let me get this straight. You a fifth gen Camaro and then an F body show up to a Honda drag race. Yeah. Honda dyno drag race. A Honda but, but, dyno but, drag race. And you won and you're proud of this. Yes. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> if, you, if, you know, if you know him, he built some fast Hondas, but they, they can apparently strap them down better than they can strap ours. Well, down. a Honda weighs five pounds fully loaded. So. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, uh, maybe seven. I ended up yeah, going, I'll concede on that. I, I ended okay. up going in after, after him. Uh, and they use like 17 more straps on my car than they did his. And I ended up winning that uh, dyno drag. And I got oh, free car geez. washes for a year. But the little uh, the little business card that they gave me for the free car washes, the place was like an hour and 45 minutes away from where I lived. So I, I never once redeemed a single one of those car washes. <laughs> but like, literally, you, you, but you won the card. <laughs> Yeah, I want the I want I still have it too. And, and oh he, had a, uh, he had like a news page on his website for the shop that he did like uh, updated 
stuff with on the calendar. So I got a picture of my ugly mug up there. I just, oh my. You, you literally shut up to a knife fight with a bazooka is what you yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, no, hey, no I, offense, you know, no offense not, to the Honda guys. I'm not I mean, going to knock it. There, there's some Hondas that, that are, that are pretty terrifying too. Cause even, even in Maryland, there was some, there was some decently fast Hondas. There's a, a guy of mine. Uh, I went to high school with, he's got an all wheel drive hatch that he's got a video up on his, uh, on his Facebook of him walking up with one arm, grabbing the back of that civic and picking the back end up. Cause it's, yeah. Cause it's that light. So, I mean, yeah, I know I that could I be couldn't, fast. I couldn't do that. With Power to weight ratio. With a forklift. Oh yeah. But for every one fast, truly fast Honda out there, there's 50 that they just cut it off with the, cut the exhaust off with a sawzall and they go around making fart can noises. Yeah. And see how loud they can make how little horsepower. Hey, I mean, I can't, I can't knock. I'm sticking a four, two in the dang fifth gen. So I can't really knock on them too. Yeah. Bad. But that's going to sound like a two J. Yeah. <laughs> but you, it, you already have a video of it running on the, on the test stand on the speed Duino back before yeah. it was, uh, before, before you I bricked it. Yeah. Before, well, before I fried it. Fried it. <laughs> I, let, I let the smoke out of that one. There's yeah, a all the magic smoke came out. Turning a Honda, God, I can't remember the sub model, but turning them into UTEs, Utes. Oh, I a buddy remember. of mine did that. He just took a sawzall to his Honda, and I'm just like, oh my God, dude. Hey, I saw, I don't know if it was photoshopped or not, but there was a Tesla rolling around that somebody did that to and actually made it look good. It, it had a rear. Oh my. It doesn't oh, surprise oh, me. Well, I don't know. We're on your Wi Fi. Oh, yeah. Phone, so I don't know if you want to go grab it. No, no, risk, I'll leave it alone. Risk this cutting off like our <laughs> one hour debacle of trying to get this set up. Yeah. Oh, my. But yeah, no, that's. And honestly, I mean, you're doing it. You guys are doing a 4200. So it's not like the Hondas where, you know, you're doubled the cubic inch displacement currently. Yeah. But. So oh, I, 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 I've been itching to ask you. Okay. How is how is that small engine dyno going? Uh, it's not. Okay. Did you so, just give up on that one, or didn't give up on it? Backburn the project. I still have it. The I okay. still start the engine every couple, you know, month or two. I'll I'll hit it with some starting fluid and fire it off. Because believe believe it or not, because that's been in the back of my mind for a while. Because believe it or not, I watched that video. Was it like three or four years ago? It's been a while. It, when you were making videos of that, when they were, when the videos first came out, and I had no idea who you were, and then we ended up hooking up with all this car stuff later on. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I went through your videos. I was like, oh, I used to watch this stuff way back in the day. Yeah. That's kind of got me hooked on on building my own, and then I ended up just coming into this one that was sitting behind a shop, and they said get rid of it or scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, the, that, that small engine dyno um, is way overkill for a small engine. So, like, <laughs> you know what? I, I actually saved uh, uh, all the disc brakes off of an Avalanche and a Silverado. So I have like eight calipers and uh, rotors up here on the shelf, and I was planning on making a larger version. Yeah, of that. that but I guess if that's too overkill, but oh, I, I well, it'd be perfect for like a four. That that one I have currently would be perfect for a four cylinder engine, like a Honda engine. Really? I'm sure it'd do it. Oh yeah. I like again, high sites 2020. I learned a lot from that project and that's why I haven't touched it since. Um, okay. it's way overkill for what that little engine is. Um, you guys ever watch warp perception on YouTube? No. Okay. Um, he's, he's a, getting to be a pretty decently big YouTuber. He has got a small engine dyno that I'm probably, his is mechanical. I'll probably do an electrical version of it, Okay. but he uses a go-kart brake. And he could stall the engine if he wanted to. Really? Yes. So like a go-kart disc brake. So my, yeah, my, my issue with that one is like, I had to rev the snot out of it just to like engage the belt drive, which the belt drive is losing power anyway. That was another thing. Yeah. And I had to rev the ever living crap out of that motor in order to get it to not stall, which is up so much rolling inertia um that you're not seeing whenever you hit the brakes on to actually you know on the load cell so um my did future have, did you have that that uh caliber hooked up to brake fluid or was it just air pressure air it was air pressure so yes back in my uh arduino uh testing stuff um i had an evap valve from oh what was that i think it was a an evap valve that we replaced under recall on a ford focus so I grabbed an EVAP valve off there, 
Pulse Swift modulated it with the Arduino and had it run the air pressure going to the caliper. Okay, okay. So um, I uh, pretty much hooked the like a potentiometer up to an input on the Arduino and however high I turned that it was think of it like my simple dial boost controller. So however high I turned up the the yeah. Arduino the knob is how much it pulse width modulated that valve. Um, okay. And that same Arduino was the one that had the load cell hooked up to it, and then doing the SD card logging of the dyno pull. Okay. So, speaking um, of speak, speaking of the pulse width modulation, the transmission, the standalone transmission controller. Yes. So you, I'm trying to. I, so, is is that the reason you're not going with the 4L60 for a standalone? Is because you have to deal with that in order to no. pick. Kind of not at all. Okay, because what's, what's the reason of, of not of staying away from the 4L60? Well, is it just too weak? You don't want to deal with the customers? Or? No, well, it's middle of that. Let me let me preface this a little bit. Um, okay. We're actually bringing that project back online. So, okay, well, I think uh, I heard that from the last one. That's why, that's yep. why it kind of primed so, my mind. Uh, me and David Smith have been working on uh, what we're, I'm dubbing the, and I came up with this idea a while back, the Advanced uh, Dollar Boost. So okay. I, the code is done for it. It's been tested. I'm actually working on the PCB design. Once that's or that product is launched, we are going after the transmission controller. Um, the reason I am not supporting 60Es is mainly because of the fact of the one solenoid in particular, the 3-2 downshift solenoid. Okay. So 4L80Es uh, have like a 1-2... A, a and like, I can't remember. I think it's a one, two and two and four and they can get third gear and out of like turning one on the other one off, so on and so forth. So they have two sh shift solenoids that you run. Um, and then you have the pressure inputs and the, uh, like the line pressure control solenoid it, where, is, sorry, go on. Is it absolutely needed for the three, three two? Because I know there's a quite a few videos online with people running on full line pressure with a micro switch activating the relay for first gear. Yes. And then whenever they manually shift second, they can just leave it in the solenoid position and just shift with the selector from the third and fourth and back down to third and second. Yeah. And see, I, I don't have a lot, like, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a ton of knowledge on how that 60 E works. Okay. When I was doing my research into it, I know that, to do a proper 3-2 downshift, you do have to use that 3-2 solenoid or you're going to hurt something mechanically in the trans over time. Okay, I don't okay. know what that, that, that is. That makes more sense, though. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know what that is. I honestly, I don't, like, I can rebuild a 60E. I've rebuilt quite a few 60Es. I, I literally um, have this laptop on a bench with about eight of these things torn apart. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I uh, As I said, I, I, like, I know how to rebuild them. I just don't know, like... I'm not as familiar with them for controlling as I am the ADE and I'm just not as like, you know, I don't have as much knowledge about the, how the hydraulic circuits are operated in that compared to the ADE. And it's also, it's also power with, you know, I guess power limits of the transmission. Yeah. Um, ADE is just going to hold up better. So definitely for what most people do. Yeah. So if, if I, uh, if I, sell transmission controllers to ADEs, I'm not going to have a lot of, you know, your transmission controller broke my transmission when it really was the transmission's just crap. Crappy transmission to begin with. But. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if, you're building, if you're building a race car, you shouldn't be able to hold, you know, the designer of a product responsible because you're putting a car through abnormal wear and tear. Yeah. yeah. And it, the 60E option still, still may become a thing. Right now, I've like the I've got the ADE code figured out. So I, okay. I everything there except for like I gotta figure out line pressure. But besides for line pressure, everything else is figured out code wise. Now we're gonna redo it completely because my tuning interface was garbage. But so and my business partner is a lot better at doing uh, tuning interfaces and like computer software than I am. I'm I'm decent with the like the microprocessor coding but when it uh, comes to like windows apps where you know a customer can load an app on their laptop to tune the controller i'm kind of lost on that stuff so um we are it's again it's gonna be a project coming back online but yeah we're mainly sticking with the ad for now just because of those reasons okay okay 
And like with with the ADE, it's real easy to get the downshift and the upshift, and there's no special like there's no special strategy to to utilize the three two downshift solenoid. So it's a lot easier to code. It's a lot easier to to make function within the code and be a lot more reliable, at least okay. for what I'm doing. So I guess that's the long answer to a short question. But <laughs> well, well, how, how's that? How's the dash coming along too? Uh, it is, uh, there and probably going to be after the trans controller. Okay. Okay. So we, we uh, got a list of, list of we got, we got, there. yeah, we, there, the list keeps growing too, but yeah, that, that's you better. You better not stop making stuff. Cause I keep buying everything. You make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. And oh, oh, no, speak, I speaking yes. of that, I'm actually, uh, whenever you have another one in stock, I'm actually buying, uh, uh, Ryan from A21 Bravo. I don't know if you're familiar with his channel. Uh, okay. I, I, re I reached out to him. So when you have another drop bear in stock, and, and if, if I test it and everything's good with here, I'm actually – I won his ECU, the P59, okay. uh, uh, off of an ECU giveaway, like, I want to say two years ago. So I'm kind of trying to return the favor. So I reached out to him. So whenever you have another drop bear in stock and we test it and everything's pretty much good, I'm going to buy one and actually send it to him. Okay. For him to do another review or giveaway or stuff like that, kind of return the favor because I want his last. That sounds one. awesome. So I, on this drop bear, uh, yes, Kevin here just introduced me to this recently because I was. Uh, it is amazing. <laughs> you know, he showed me a couple of your videos and it, it really looks, you know, it looks really good because I'm a uh, planning to build uh, here after I purchase the house. I'm going to get really started on it. Um, are you going to be? Are you going to have your own standalone harness, or is it going to work off the factory harness? The it's the I again a long answer to a short question. So um, I you're gonna, right you're going to team up with me, and then we're going to build harnesses for that, well, right? <laughs> well, um, actually, right now my plan is currently like once the drop barrel units go retail, which because. I, I just actually talked to Josh today. I was trying to get my hands on a couple more of them, and I can't yet. And I'm a re oh, okay. and I'm an authorized reseller. So, <laughs> just to give you an idea, well, there, there, there is a whole bunch of stuff happening down the, down under. There so, is, yeah. but um, and there he's he's trying to get them to specialize beta testers for you know all kinds of different engines, which I completely understand. So yeah. Uh, I will let you know though, because I'm I'm starting to get a list of people who want these things. So I will I will let you know when I get the next one in. But going back to your question, um, when they first come out, there will be just the ECU. I'm going to be talking to my harness creator, um, Kinetic Creations. I haven't actually mentioned his name almost anywhere, but uh, I need to start mentioning his name. Uh, Kinetic Creations. He is. I'm going to kill the state he's out of. I know he's out west somewhere. Uh, I want to say Wyoming, but I could be wrong on that. He uh, makes my wideband harnesses. So I don't know if you've ever seen my wideband controller harnesses that are all nice and pristine and professional. I, it's I because have. he's making them. <laughs> so um, he, I've reached out to him about doing a completely brand new LS standalone harness for these drop bears. For both the 24X and the 58X. So like the, the third gen and the fourth gen engines. So that's kind of the running plan right now is to offer them just the ECU if you want to wire into a factory uh, wiring harness. I may see about doing an adapter board of some sort if I can get my hands on the PCM side of uh, a factory, com you know, like uh, LS. Well, um, we, we could just raid the junkyards and desolder a whole bunch. Trust me, I've thought about it and it may happen. <laughs> Because I could, I could easily set up a like a PCB design and just you know 3D print little housings to make it you know be a adapter board to go from a factory harness to these drop bears. Um, it's an idea. I just haven't figured out how I want to go about it yet. Pretty much, but plug and play harnesses for the third gen and fourth gen LS stuff is planned. Um, I haven't made it very far on the on the planning of that yet and talking to him about it. But, yes, I do plan on bringing them out at some point, probably in 2021. It's going to depend on when these go to retail. Okay. That's for, you'll have to forgive me because Kevin just introduced me to Drop Bear. What was it? The, oh, you're the, fine. 
Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And, well, um, I, I've been keeping kind of that as my own project, not really letting the secret out too much. Well, even, even to my friends, I'm just hoarding that for myself. Well, from <laughs> what he showed me, I mean, that looks honestly it looks a whole lot better than a Holly Terminator. You know, I, for, for the price. I, for the price. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this is gonna be the equivalent of running like a DIY Autotune MS3 for a micro squirt price. Okay. So I mean, that's still, still more I, reasonable than a, I'm, I'm just happy to get away from batch fuel and wasted spark. Yeah, <laughs> that's really I'm just stoked for that. Yeah, this is the, the these channels are going to have uh, eight individual ignition and fuel channels. So you could run sequential period all no, the way up to V8. Are you going to have options for like if you want to add stuff in? Are you going to be able, is this going to be like a buildable? You can do a custom uh, there, order. There isn't much custom on these. Um, if you okay. ever want to open yours up, uh, whenever you get it in, flip the case upside down. So, like, the top of the case is going to have the little Koala Bear Speedino uh, yeah. emblem on it. If you flip it upside down, there's four Allen screws. You can take this four Allens off safely and just pop the bottom cover off, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. There's almost no customizable options for this. However, you're not going to really want to anyway. It's it's practically got everything you're going to need. Yeah, so. and, and, and any, when it comes to swapping between like map sensors and stuff, like everything's toggled, switched inside. Yeah. So. Yep. It's got I little dip switches inside. If you wanted to run individual EGT sensors, I don't think it has. Provisions. It won't. It's not going to have the options for doing that. Ah, uh, okay. So now, if you get these, have cam bus. And I do eventually, and again, I, there's a lot of projects coming down the pike. But um, once these go retail and they've been out for a little bit, I would love to make a CAN bus um, like uh, module with them, where we could do EGT into them and some other inputs as well. That would be that would definitely be. You, you, I unique. think I think we all need to pull together for some lottery tickets and, and <laughs> a millionaire, so you can quit your job and just focus on R and D for a lot of these oh, projects. <laughs> yeah, because the the draw for this, I mean, it's I, again, I don't know what the retail price is going to be. Josh has said somewhere between the three thirty to three fifty range for one of and these speedwinos. One fifth of a dominator. Or yes. A dominator. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and it's, yeah, and it's. It's one of those things where, as I said, it's got MS3 functionality because even like with an MS2 or Mega Squirt 2, you still are in uh, Wasted Spark and semi well, not really semi-sequential, but you're batch firing fuel. And these, you can run full sequential, no issue. They upgraded, um, they went from, away from the, uh, like the Mega 2560, that was in your, uh, the first Speedwino that I got you, Kevin, to... Yeah. Uh, they're now on a Teensy 3.5, which is unbelievably faster at processing I, everything. I did see his video on that. And he, was there a Teensy 4.0 or 4.1? 4.1, I think. Yeah, and that which was is just, just for, him, for, for him testing. But I remember seeing how fast it was. Yeah. Now, like, these, these boards, like the one that you're getting in the mail, uh, the Teensy 3.5 boards will not interchange with the 4.1s. The pinout's different on the little okay. microprocessor. But if anyone does decide to come out, or if Josh decides to come out with an official Speedwino board for the 4.1, I have no idea why you need something that fast, but it's there. Are already in cars in Australia, like LS cars over in Australia? Or they... I think he's, he's got them on one or two of his own personal, he, correct? Yes, I, I believe he's got one on his own personal. Don't hold me to that. Um, I know for a fact he has tested it on uh, a Holden lsv8 for sure and it ran it just fine it's so. just a little bit of like my project like i said it's in the very infant stages but uh i've got a texas speed 408 okay uh, that's i ended up giving that to him for payment yeah. for him uh well he, he's married and, and has kids so and he's got a full-time job that's like six and a half days a week so I ended up sweet talking him and gave him the 408 for him to come help me build the Camaro, which gotcha. I'm, <laughs> which I'm blessed for. But it, it, it's a it's a pretty built motor and it it can handle some serious power. So that's going to be the one that we go uh, pardon the language here, but balls to the walls with. Okay. And uh, I was talking about you know getting a, a, a was it was it talking about a Terminator or a Dominator? I, I don't know something fancy, something fancy and way overpriced. And he was telling me about 
you know, what you guys are doing and showed me a couple of videos and that's definitely some sweet stuff. $1,000 and somewhere else. I mean, you can put a thousand dollars in a fuel system as opposed to spending an extra thousand for, for ECU stuff. Yeah. A thousand dollar fuel system can get you one hell of a fuel system. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's like, that's, and that's a whole nother thing with like doing the plug and play harnesses or whatnot. I just, I got to figure out, you know, where pricing is going to be to make it reasonable for everyone getting into it. But again, you, if you are willing to do your own wiring, if they do come out around the 350 price point, you're getting a ECU that has all the bells and whistles, you know, boost, you know, boost control and nitrous control and, and, you know, easy tuning interface for 350 some dollars and speaking speaking of that he's doing his own custom firmware correct for for special options or something on there or the the drop bear has its own firmware correct okay um and it's got it's got switchable tunes and a couple other odds and ends you're, you're gonna see it once you open yours up you're gonna see what's going on because it's flash it should be literally wiring and go Okay, um, I'm, I'm so excited for that thing. I'm, I'm so mad at, at USPS because it said it was going to be here yesterday, <laughs> and I, I waited by that door the entire day. Oh, my. <laughs> USPS right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy right now. Definitely, like, even just restocking stuff for the business has been insane. But... All right, guys. We're actually an hour into this already. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, so time flies. <laughs> This has yeah, been awesome, like, guys. It's past midnight over there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this has been <laughs> awesome, guys, though. It really has been. So, uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Twisted Builds uh, Christmas stream. And uh, thank you guys for coming on. Not a problem. Thank you for having us. So, hey, everyone, thanks for listening, and have a great one. Bye.